had to call Mike from Support in New York, who was like, so you just didn't turn it all the way off and then turn it back on? And we're like, no. And he's like, well, that's your fault. <laughs> Randy, Jesus, jumping Christ. Are you serious? I'll give you one more of those. <laughs> Josh has played that at least 15 times since being here. All right. So we're going to go by the, the document? Are we? Are yeah, we? I think we should go by the, the document. So you had called out, uh, like, introducing ourselves. Uh, welcome to the underscore um, soccer podcast. Um, and then we can use the computer-generated voice to fill it in later. Yeah, I like that idea. I think that's fine. Right, let's do it. Yep. Uh, introducing kick, ourselves. Kick it off. Sit, you start off. This was your idea, so you do the first thing. <coughs> Welcome to the... Welcome to the... Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. <laughs> you sound good to all. <laughs> Insert name here. <laughs> Welcome to the Soccer Podcast. Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. All right, so little little mini bios. All right, fine. I'll go first. My name is uh, Jonathan Everett. I was born and raised uh, in New Jersey. I spent most of my life on the East Coast and became a West Coast transplant been out west for over 10 years. Uh, I spent time in Seattle, San Francisco, uh, and then my wife is originally from here in Portland. We ended up here just about six and a half, seven years ago, and uh, happened to be a big fan of you know soccer, beer, and dogs, uh, so it pretty much this is where I'm supposed to live. Not going anywhere anytime soon. I uh, became an immediate fan of the Timbers after going to see Timbers versus Shivas USA for my uh, first match, and seeing the Army was amazing. What year was that? 2013. So, so Zarek, was Zarek on that team? He might have been on that team. He might have been. I'd have to go back and look. But it was just like, and we sat in front, like I bought tickets on StubHub, and it was in front of the away supporters, but there were <laughs> was nobody there, obviously, for Shivas. Other than that, big fan of uh, Spurs and in the Premier League, uh, and obviously following uh, St. Pauli in Bundesliga 2. It's pretty much my. What about Portland Spurs? We'll talk about Portland Spurs as we uh, venture on. That's less of a bio, I think. Oh, my bio's all fucked up then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> another bleep. Roll with it. Yeah. Well, I'm not going. Oh, I have to go. Yeah, it says Josh okay. second. Oh, it does. <laughs> Well, my name's Josh. <clears throat> I've been into football my whole life, and I've been a Chelsea supporter for the last 28 years, and every person for the last 28 years has held it against me. I have a five-year-old daughter named Margo, and we pretty much go to every Timbers and Thorns game together, and most everyone knows her by now, I think, as a pretty much a local legend. That's fair. <laughs> She owns the Key Bank Club. That's right. Owns it. <laughs> um, I've been supporting the Timbers since around 2013, late 2013, early 2014. And I moved up here from Los Angeles in 2015 and got hooked on the culture and love it. That's about it. Um, what else? What do I have here in my notes? You wrote notes about yourself? Yeah. Cool. I Good just to didn't know. want to miss something. <laughs> well, what Self else involves? I, mean, I know, right? It's okay. I 
help run with um, Randy and Travis Patch Patrol, and it's a supporters run group with almost 2,000 supporters, and we've created almost 1,000 patches already, and lots of stickers, and lots of fun culture, and we're, we've donated tens of thousands of dollars, almost, how much, like almost, close to like 100 grand probably to different charities in the last few years. We're killing it. Don't break your arm patting yourself on the back. <laughs> I'm not. I'm saying the group. <laughs> not me. I did nothing. I, you see the patches I make. <laughs> yeah, I do. They're really good, actually. And in my um, daytime job, I am a design consultant, and I help build design departments for companies. So that's about it. Okay, go team. Randy? Uh, okay, I'm Randy. I moved here in 1999. Sounds weird. From Chicago. I remember Chicago Sting. I don't didn't care about soccer at all until I went to a Timbers match in 2012. Um, I remember the whole hubbub about MLS to Portland. And at the time that people were arguing for baseball instead, and I thought, well, baseball is dumb and so is soccer. But, <laughs> but I got free tickets to a reserve match. I figured that would be a fun thing to do, like a family thing. And I went there and um, – there was a group of like super drunk, super rowdy people in the 107, and they were cheering. And they had they were cheering for a guy by name, and it was probably like Khalif. As um, they had like a separate little cheer, and I was they seemed like they were having a blast. And I was thinking, man, if they have a a, a cheer that mentions a guy in the reserve team by name, like a real game's <laughs> got to be out of control. And uh, I went with a friend, and yeah, it was out of control, and, and, and the supporters' culture is what got me hooked, and um, that's how I got started in soccer. What year was that? That would have been 2012 that I went to that reserve game, and I didn't really start. I didn't really go to proper matches until 2013, um, and it was very disorienting f for me because. You know, like, hey, the clock's running backwards. What's up with that? <laughs> what do you What do you mean that the guy just decides how much extra time to let? And then, and then when that's over, it's not even really over until he decides again. It was super. What stoppage time? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So if you're looking for like in-depth analysis for me, you know, super technical soccer knowledge, that's you're not going to get that from me. I've learned a lot from Football Manager. I'm going to be the genius <laughs> on this podcast, which is disappointing for a lot of people well, not for me yeah but i think that that it's interesting to hear everyone you know got into soccer and it's like my dad is from england so we grew up with it i was a big supporter of the new york new jersey metro stars uh back in the beginning of mls season ticket holder part of the empire supporters club and it was super fun but it ruined uh, for me when they changed their name from New York, New Jersey Metro Stars to New York Red Bulls because it's like the little sister complex of New Jersey to New York where it's like they play in New Jersey yeah. and they took away the one thing that was like finally a team that recognizes that they're from New Jersey and they're like proud of it. Uh, and then they took it away and I was like, fuck this. Um, and so I've been a season ticket holder at – Metro Stars in the late 90s, early 2000s, um, and then when I eventually moved west 
Uh, I was a season ticket holder in Seattle. I was a season ticket holder in San Jose. Uh, like I've always been. You have no loyalty, is what you're saying. I have loyalty <laughs> now. Um, I my loyalty died with the Metro Stars. Like What's the name point. of that the SB Nation blog, isn't it called something like uh, once a once a Metro Star? Yeah, once always? a Metro. Yeah. So uh, like, but I was never really into the earthquakes. I just lived in San Jose, so I wanted to go to soccer games, and that's what I did. Like, I remember seeing Thierry Henry come through, and it was like, what? Um, and then same in Seattle. It's like I saw the Seattle versus Chelsea friendly right before in Seattle. Seven or two thousand nine. I forget when that was. It was right before they. Um, uh, they were joining MLS, or it was like right when they had joined. It was like the big deal was like, here's like the the match. Uh, and so we went and saw that. It was fun. Um, I was there. You were? No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but uh, like for soccer, and then like again, like coming to that game in Portland against Shivas, I was just like, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to support. So I got stuck. I in. completely agree with you. Yeah, once I got here, I wasn't the biggest fan of MLS. And, yeah, once I moved here, and you do, all, all it takes is going to one game, and then you're set. Like, it's, you're completely hooked. Why did we start this podcast then, Jonathan? It's a good question. Um, so uh, I'm going to talk a little bit of junk publicly, so sorry that you're associated with me. Um, <laughs> Great. Um but this was uh, your idea, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I messaged Josh and Randy, um, I don't know, it was like not a year ago, but a while ago saying, hey, we should consider doing um, a podcast. Are you guys in? Um, we all have different perspectives and we're all involved. Uh, and you guys are both graphic designers. So you have all the free time in the world. Um, <laughs> and I figured. Uh, it'd be cool to do it because I was getting really fed up with uh, soccer made in Portland. Um, and um, when Chris Reifer left and Richard Farley took over with Jamie Goldberg, I feel like the quality of the podcast just took a nosedive. Um, Who was the guy before that? Before Reifer, it was... Uh, I don't remember. He wrote the book. Oh, shit. What was his name? I know who you mean. I know exactly who you mean. Oh, I have the patch from that book. Yes, you do. <laughs> but, I mean, so I was, you know, always, you know, I'm super engaged in all the subgroups. I pay attention to what's going on. I'm really passionate about um, the team, the game, the city. And I felt like um, it was lacking. And, I mean, like, they're well, Jamie is a journalist. Richard is a mouthpiece for the front office. Michael Orr. Oh, that's right. Michael Orr. Wrote yep. the book, The 1975 Portland Timbers, The Birth of Soccer City, USA. Well done. Um, <laughs> Look at but, them. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Way to kill the momentum. Wikipedia. <laughs> um, but so I really, uh, like, uh, you know, and nothing against Richard personally. I'm sure he's a really nice dude, but he killed the podcast for me. And the only other podcast I listened to, which I think, Randy, you're going to talk a bit about, um, well, the only other one I listened to was Soccer Touchdown, and then Randy told me about Morrisonic, and I, you know, I listen to both regularly now. Um, uh, but I felt like there could be uh, another one that's bringing some relevant content and ideas, and maybe some different perspectives, and that was the idea. Um, so uh, Randy and Josh reluctantly agreed to publicly uh, put ourselves out there, um, but why not? So 
that was the idea, and uh, we're going to give it a shot and see what happens. Are you sure you didn't want to start this just so you could buy like a mixing equipment and I just microphones? To buy shit, yeah. Um, actually, it's the truth. Uh, Brianna, apologies. Um, I'm not actually, we're not actually going to post this anywhere. We're just going to hang out in the house and drink hop tea uh, and annoy that's, you. That's the only reason I'm doing this is because I wanted to play with my, I want to have somebody else buy all this equipment and then let me play with it. Dude, that wasn't even... The, so, we, again, we remodeled. We bought a bunch of stuff in the house um, through Best Buy, like in the kitchen. So it's like the oven, the, you know, the range, the washer and dryer all through Best Buy and I got so many gift cards from them in the process because you just build up all these points and I had a bunch of points where like that mixer cost like a hundred bucks after using my points nice yeah sick bro <laughs> totally. uh, but so yeah the idea was to do this with people who I enjoy interacting with um, and not that I'm excluding anyone else except everyone else um, uh, so yeah, what about you guys? What made you think you wanted to do the podcast? To me, it was just another creative opportunity outlet to do something fun. And uh, I'm actually on loan. I have to mention this. I'm actually on loan from Soccer Touchdown. Stadium Talk with Randy. Um, you know, they're not getting paid. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they, free yeah, loan. Free loan. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, maybe I'll get called back up, but I uh, need to get some more And we're minutes. not paying this transfer fee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, so, yeah, I just thought we'd talk about maybe we're going to be somewhere between soccer, touchdown, and more Sonic, I think. We'll fit that bill nicely. Not as funny, maybe, as soccer, touchdown. Definitely not as knowledgeable as the more Sonic guys, but uh, we will come out probably more regularly than, like, the – once a month or once every eight months that soccer touchdown comes that, out. I sent um, Zippy some messages on Facebook, and I was like, dude, what are you doing with your time? I get that you're a professional, but you have to do a podcast. This is ridiculous. Um, and he agreed. He's like, we're in the midst of making an episode. But, yeah, I was heavily disappointed. They, they have one out ready to go that's been in the can for a couple of weeks already, and, like, all this stuff's happened in the, in the meantime. Oh, that makes sense. Like, but, news. Yeah, gotcha. but I don't I don't know if that's what's holding them up or not. This is great first episode where we spend all our time talking about other podcasts, other better <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm super happy that I started listening to more Sonic on a regular basis. Um, I don't know what you know what you think put me off on them was like they had a really bad graphic <laughs> before, and I was like, oh, this looks bad. I'm not going to even live it, listen to it for but, more Sonic. Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, then I started listening to it, and it's great. And, um, those guys are smart and funny. Smart, funny, and I, I personally align with them politically pretty much 100%. Um, uh, I do not like the intro music uh, on Morrisonic. Well, sure. It's ear-shattering. Sorry, guys. podcast so which brings us to we can talk about our intro music yeah yeah randy talk about it. it's this band called it's italian band it's called guida i think i had my i had a friend that speaks italian uh pronounce that for me um so guida i thought it was like judah or gita or something but anyway they're 
they are a uh, current band that plays like gram glam rock. Um, what I in my research turns out to be called Bover Rock, which is like p- some kind of weird English pub music slash glam never rock. Heard of that before I never heard of it before either. Um, you know, with the 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 sh- shoes with the heels on them, not platform shoes, but you know, like big big heels. Um, you know, like Slade or yeah. that kind of thing. Okay. Not not so far out as Kiss, but you know. Um, yeah, kind of like Paul Bunyan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. Anyway, so they're out of Italy. I don't understand that. They're out of Italy. Um, they have that song is called Number Ten. Um, it's great. Those guys are pretty great. The video for that song is also great. It's got like '70s cartoons of uh, people playing soccer on cart and um, a little bit of Sabudio. And uh, we neglected to ask them permission to use it in the podcast, and we're gonna remedy that before the next episode comes out and we'll see how that goes josh why did you agree to do this i you know i just feel that i have a voice that needs to be um (laughs) silence (laughs) profound self-righteousness i left a gap in there so you guys could fill it in (laughs) but i sort of like you guys and i thought it'd be fun to do like 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 us like like all right like circle yes no or maybe Mm -hmm. on a note yeah all right. You Man. didn't get the notes? Oh, I got them. <laughs> Love notes. Poop toots. So next up, we have what are our favorites. The best of, the recap. I'm going to stop. That's a bad, a bad introduction. Next up, we got our best and <laughs> We keep it in. <laughs> yeah. Sound pad. Yeah, you got to do it. I mean, that's. Randy. Jesus, jumping Christ. Are you serious? What's that from? Is that from... Uh, Letter Kenny. Oh, I don't want to watch that. It's worth it. Uh, Chris Farlow uh, was explaining Letter Kenny to me um, as like, you got to watch this video. We were on our way to go see the Pumpkin Drublick Fest with um, like Anti-Flag and Bad Religion and No Effects. I was like, sweet. He's like, we're in the Uber. He's like, you got to watch this video. And I was like, no. Um, not interested. It's like when I go to see my parents every like 10 seconds, my mom's like, watch this YouTube video. <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't want to watch it, but you do. And then we're watching it in the Uber and it was yeah, they're amazing. hilarious. And I felt bad for judging, um, but it's definitely worth uh, watching. Hmm. How was the decline live? Terrible. Uh, it was really? absolutely terrible. They did it with a... Um, or was it, was it with an orchestra or something? It was right? with an orchestra, and the sound was just way off. Uh, and it was still fun to see it live with an orchestra. And I'm not a huge No Effects fan, but The Decline's a pretty good song. Bad Religion killed it. Always, um, yeah. It was unbelievable. That was like my first punk show uh, growing up. And then uh, Anti-Flag was also fantastic. Delightful. <laughs> what was your first punk show? Growing up. My first punk show was Bored in Orange County, like official show show yeah. that I went to by myself in 94. And I had oh, a seizure. Mid-90s. Bored? Is that the you had a seizure at a show? Yeah. Oh, I had, you're that kid. I, cool. Yeah, exactly. And we got backstage because of it. <laughs> That's awesome. And then we hung out backstage the rest of the day. And you've been using that trick ever since. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, he goes to Sizzler and he just has a seizure in line because he's trying to get the buffet. <laughs> Free food, free food. 
Was that a, a show name? Was that was that Ford in Orange County? Yeah, it was like um, I think it was like Rancid and oh, this like old school like sort of white supremacist band called White Caps, which were really good. But <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to yeah. We'll cut that part out. Yeah, um, you're saying the white. Hold on, I'm Vancouver, gonna pull it up. Really the Vancouver White Caps are yeah. white supremacists. Is that what's going on? I think that's actually a fact. <laughs> Science. Speaking of the Vancouver Whitecaps, um, we're going to cut this anyway. Uh, I saw them in the airport uh, at some point during preseason, and uh, Alfonso Davies was in line in front of me uh, before he got sold to Bayern, and he looked terrified going through security. Like he was like really? nervous like the whole time, and I was like, it was weird. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's pick this back up. So I went to the show called Board in Orange County on May 6, 1995, had a seizure at the show, and the bands included, <laughs> it was $15, first off. Bands included Social Distortion, Face to Face, No Doubt, Gutter Mouth, Vandals, Joy Killer, Fluff, Dancehall Crashers, Unwritten Law, um, FYP, The Grabbers. Um, I, I only rate the Vandals out of all those. And that was probably li oh, well. latter generation vandals. Probably. Pizza Tran and whatever, those guys. My first show was um, Naked Raygun at the Cubby Bear in Chicago. How old were you? High school. So it was 1947? <laughs> <laughs> Only in black and white. <laughs> it, was, it was probably 1984. The show was in mono. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. have a wax recording, a wax <laughs> cylinder recording of it I can play for you guys. All right, so uh, back on track here. Um, we were talking about a recap of your favorite and worst moments of 2019. Oh, I'm up? Okay. Uh, well, worst moment was that uh, the game that we had the 22 minutes of – was it 22 minutes? 22 minutes. Three minutes. Damn it. You'd think I would remember. Seattle. You'd think I would remember after all that. Um, yeah, that was just – that was awful, and not for the reasons that you might think that you know, people are like, oh, you're supposed to support your team no matter what. You're, you're, you're betraying your support. And it, it was just awful because I didn't know what was going to happen. It, it was unnatural. It gave me anxiety. Uh, I was afraid somebody was going to do something stupid. Uh, and I wanted to be yelling, but I understood why we were doing that, and I 100% supported it. But it just that whole I felt nauseous the whole time. It was it was awful. Um, and then when we finally kicked in, it was glorious. But man, that was that was bad. That was bad. I concur. That was my worst moment of the 2019 season. The whole Iron Front band in general, but specifically the Seattle game. And I had my followed by the way the front office dealt with it. Oh, Jesus, yeah. merit. Merritt, you're killing me, bro. <laughs> you're killing me. Um, but it was him, and it was what's the other guy named Mike Golub? Go, what's his name? Yeah, the he was the representative for the Timbers to oh. MLS for all of the Iron Front, yeah, whatever. And it was when Merritt did that live Q and A for the Thorns fans, uh, and the Iron Front was like the second question asked. I think Corey Goats asked the question uh, from Portland Spurs, and 
uh, to Mary, and he kind of deferred to the mic guy, and the mic guy was like deer in headlights when he got asked that question and gave like a, you know, presidential debate answer for uh, whatever. And he had to know it was coming. Yeah, I mean. The, the fact that he wasn't prepared for it was hilarious. I think Merrick kind of put him on the spot. And again, I only saw the video because someone recorded the whole thing, which uh, makes me believe that they'll probably not do those impromptu <laughs> Q&As anymore. Um, but it's fair. So, uh, But yeah, it was miserable. I had friends down from Seattle. He brought his two kids um, to go to the game. And uh, I was trying, like, trying to explain to a like, you know, a nine-year-old kid and a five-year-old kid why the, the soccer people aren't cheering right now is because racism is rampant in the U.S. Uh, it's really difficult, like, and how, like, and then you have to explain what racism is or you have to explain why fighting back against, like, you know, oppression is the right thing to do, and it's just really awkward. And so. why it makes sense in this context and all that. Yeah, that was, that was horrible. Yeah. What about you, Josh? What was your worst moment of 2019? That was actually that when they game announced was no prob- tots. Yeah, no tots. <laughs> <laughs> He's got tots falling out of his pockets right now on the floor. Pulling, give me some of your tots. No, go find your own. Come on, give me some of your tots. No, I'm freaking starved. I didn't get to eat anything today. Oh, God. Gross. Freaking idiot. No, I think that game was actually my best and worst moment. Because it was really fun to see it actually happen live and see a result happen, you know, towards the end of the season. Even though I really don't think I don't trust the MLS in any way to with anything, and I feel that this isn't the end of this in any way. And I think they're trying to legally figure out a way to stop us and hold us back and suppress the supporters. Yeah. Are you going to say oh. the MLS every time on this podcast? I say the MLS. Yeah, isn't it the MLS? No, it's not. It's just MLS. It's like Ukraine and the Ukraine. It's just Ukraine. Oh, okay. Um, I uh, wrote an article for, or like a blog post during the Iron Front thing, and uh, I put the MLS in front of everything, and Sheba <laughs> edited the out for every single one I wrote. I did it on purpose to be a jerk, but... Um, uh, I, I agree. I, I don't trust MLS at all. There's been zero updates or zero communications. Maybe well, Timbers they're Army looking for a way to yeah. maybe maybe TA everyone. maybe TA has updates. I didn't ask anyone prior to this. I probably should have um, just saying, hey, is there any updates on the fan code of conduct and you know political banners and blah blah blah? But I feel like that's probably going to stay the same until they get the the mm-hmm. contract the CBA uh, worked out. Definitely. Um, Oh man, what a drag! I mean, like when when the TA was doing the protest where they were sneaking in the Iron Front. Um, I guess you can't even say it was the TA. Uh, it's right, people who are of the TA yeah. um, were sneaking in Iron Front banners, and uh, I'm friends with a crew of the people that you know do those banners, and it was like, will you do it? And it sucked because my parents were on their way out for like a month and a half visit when we were going to go on vacation and my dad loves going to Timbers games. And I was like, shit, I, if I do it, I'm going to get a ban and I really want to spend that time with my dad. And then I was like, I'm not going to do it. Sorry. Um, and then my parents got here. My mom's like, I would have done it. She's like, I don't even want to go to the games anyway. Like <laughs> give me the Send flag. Her and I'll, yeah. Throw her in there. Yeah. Give me the flag <laughs> and I'll get kicked out in the first five minutes. And that's fine. So that, that's, that's exactly where I was. I was pretty soft. I felt it made me feel guilty, but it was, they sent out, day someone sent out the survey asked if you want to participate and i was like 
yes, I want to participate. And then they gave you the option to say, well, you can't make certain dates or not. And um, I didn't, I had, uh, my kid was walking out with the Timbers, um, you know, walking out with the team at the beginning of the match. And I knew that was coming up and I didn't want to miss that. And I didn't want, I didn't know if I got ejected, if that, they were going to somehow screw with his position. Cause you know, like you like to think, Oh, the, you know, the front office, we're all friends. We love each other. It's one big community, but I was, yeah. I was, they're a business, right? Bottom line. Yeah. So I didn't know, I didn't know how that was going to affect my son. And so I had to wait for that to pass before I, I would, was ready to do anything. And then uh, by the time it happened, then they just sort of lifted it and, and I w- wasn't able to participate. And then I felt like a real heel. You feel, right? Yeah. All you got to do is just make sunglasses. Yeah. And not sell them. Yeah. Just leave them in a box. Yeah, they could just be living in my garage. Yeah, I had the shirt. Like I had the, you know, I had my shirt spray painted with the stencil and everything, but I didn't have, I didn't wave the flags, and I feel bad. And it's, you know, probably mostly because I'm not going to get the patch that comes out for that. <laughs> <laughs> the merit badge. I do feel that we need to um, continue this starting at the beginning of next season, and I don't think anyone will because most people think it's done already. Think it's solved? Yeah. Continue. And if you reading the if you read the words of the statement, right? It's not solved in any way. Continue what though? Continue. Continue the movement. Right. And yeah. keep flying these flags. Yeah. Because for sure. Wait, hold on. I have it right here. So if I do it during like the the preseason tournament here, and I get a three match ban, <laughs> uh, I'm only going <laughs> to miss the first. <laughs> well, there's I'll, there's I'll no the bans. There's no bans anymore, though. That's the I, thing. For now, until we hear otherwise, it's not it's not a thing. So we don't have to. MLS worry about has it. suspended the prohibition on the Iron Front imagery at matches for the balance of the 2019 season and Audi MLS Cup playoffs while they're working on group conducts. And the supporters groups are supposed to have uh, representatives in the in those in that conversation. Right. So but we haven't heard anything yet. Right. So Which who is, knows? That's a. I mean, to me, that's a bad sign. Uh, yeah. We're in January, and that statement was September. Right. And that's the wording because the second they released this statement, yeah, this was like end of September. Remember, everyone just stopped, and you don't hear about it anymore. Because the conversation's well, over. I, yeah, the conversation's I think it's a good. Done. I, I I disagree. I think that's a good thing. The fact that we haven't heard anything about it, they're not going to sp- spring something. Well, maybe they will spring it at the last moment. But if if they're not going to, I can I can see. To me, it's no news is good news, right? And they got other things to work on. They got the CBA to work on, so that there's no strike. Um, they got this goofy ass thing where you have 80 million teams. That haven't had any time to prepare. Some of them have had like a decade to prepare. Anyway, that's we a could whole do five stuff. episodes yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think they have a lot going on until the season starts, and I, I don't think they're worried about that right now. I think they're just going to let it hang in limbo for a while. Yeah. I mean, I agree with Josh. Your sentiment, like, let's not stop flying it. Um, oh yeah, for and sure. Then, um, and then maybe this year I won't be su- such a chicken shit. Um, and I'll fly the flag if there's really going to be a ban or not, but we'll see. But aside from all the terrible things of 2019, you said this was also like your positive moment was the Seattle, like, you know, the match against oh, Seattle. Yeah. The energy was amazing, and it was fun, actually. Like, the whole season was a little bit – it got away from us, and it was a little awkward, you know. We felt it the whole time. I feel that the TA rep- um, chants repetitively for too long and they need to come up with some new chants and not do the same four chants for half an hour each. 
it's <laughs> it's a little much for me. How yeah. is this your favorite moment of 2015? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying that C- complaining about the chances. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. No, but I'm 2019 s- was great. No, but I'm saying how the season went in general. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. What you and mean. then, like, yeah, one just that game alone when they started chanting again, it was great, and you felt the energy again. You stop feeling the energy when the same song is being repeated over and over. The and Bella over Chow. Again. Yeah, it's yeah. too much. You know, you're, it's you're like, a glass half full, or wait, half empty kind oh, yeah, of guy, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like three quarters empty, um, yeah. kind of guy. Um, I I agree with you. like so that match. Even though I explained how it was difficult to explain to kids why this was important, because um, you don't want to have to have those conversations, but you do at some point. Uh, I thought it was cool that we showed unity with Seattle, uh, yeah. and we fought collectively together against you know MLS and uh, it was you know that match was again like the worst uh, feeling because you have to do that uh, but the best feeling that like we joined together and it was bigger than soccer which this issue is bigger than soccer that that was pretty good to be able to mess with the Seattle supporters group and not get all nitpicky and bitchy about it and uh, I mean even though some people did afterwards but yeah that was a that was you know, when you thought about it, that was a pretty amazing moment. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, the the whole rivalry aspect of it, and it's like the biggest game of the year or one of the biggest games of the year for us, and um, joining together to do that I think is was huge. Oh, yeah, sacrificing the game for the greater good. Yeah. Yo, Merritt was really happy after that game, I heard. He was <laughs> stoked about the result um, and the atmosphere. I believe there was a few quotes um, that were passed around. Sorry, Merritt, if you ever listen to this. But uh, aside from the iron front and the bands and the good and the bad, my favorite moment of the season was when Brian Fernandez arrived. Yeah, yes. that was going to be mine, too. Really? Yeah. Even though it's followed by a, like a frowny face emoji. After no, he that, was great until everyone figured him out. And he did drugs and drank, which well, we can't prove, but... The, that's the first contract ever canceled uh, in MLS for like that specific reason. Man, that's rough. That's rough. I feel for that guy. He's so talented, and he's young, and he could be so good. Well, you and just said it just, right there, young. He's just, you know. I mean, he's to got, look back on it. It's just pissing away all all of it. The demons, man. Yeah. Like I like knock wood. I've never had anyone in my family with addiction issues, or uh, I mean, I've skated that part of life pretty right. easily uh, as i say i'm on dry january <laughs> but, but um uh I, I was pumped uh when uh when you know they announced it and i uh, do not speak spanish so i always like, mispronounce all the names but like was it nahaka or how do you pronounce it nakaxa i think that's it yes yeah but like I don't know. Anyway, um, when the the transfer came through and you see who you're getting and you watch the highlight reel and you're like, whoa, this dude is a beast. Like, he can do it. Like, this is what we need. And when he came in. On that first game, yeah. (laughs) It was an adrenaline shot right in the butthole. Um, And um, the it it was exciting to see. Um, And then. Do you guys remember when uh, Diego Valeri was interviewed right after that? It was like a week after his first game. Um, and the, in, like the, I forget, I have to find it, but the interviewer was saying, 
you know, what do you think? You know, Brian Fernandez coming here and uh, turning this around. And Diego said he threw shade uh, in his answer. Um, it was, you know, the team was already turning around before he got here. Uh, <laughs> Did you guys? Like, I didn't catch that. Yeah, that was. I didn't uh, catch that at I'll, def- I'll find the the link and we can put it in the notes for the episode. But it was the way he answered the question was implying that Brian Fernandez was was coming into a team that was already on the up. Um, where I feel very differently, where he I came in um, and uh, just changed the whole dynamic of the team. Clearly, in the clubhouse uh, yeah. as well as on yeah. the field. So I just remember that first game that he played in what was the he had a breakaway and it was all him it was the first game of the season was lafc right it was like houston or something wasn't it wow we didn't enough yeah. research here <laughs> hey, to make this worth come this. to us for all your yeah. stuff portland timbers basically he played in a game yeah. in the beginning of his career in portland he, he got a he got like a over the top ball or something and it was and he ran up and the goalie was coming out to meet him and i was like oh this is usually where we kind of blow it and fernando just, Adi falls over in the box yeah and he just buried it and it was awesome Oh, that was my greatest moment of 2019 was Fernando Adi not being a Portland Timber anymore. Huh. I mean, based on what did he score? Like two goals for um, – I can't even remember what Cincinnati. team he went to. Yeah, Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati. It, it oh, God. I think it was – oh, it was either preseason. Okay, it was um, Colorado. No, but the game no. was at LAFC. He didn't play. Uh, he didn't play Colorado. No, he was he was gone for the first. Like, he wasn't a part of the team for the first until like May. Really? Yeah. He was right before the transfer deadline. Once um, again, in depth analysis here on shows how I the know podcast to be named <laughs> er, underscore podcast Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Yeah, whatever. I think if we're learning anything about ourselves collectively as a group, it is that we need to do a bit Houston more. Dynamo. It was it was the Houston Dynamo, May sixteenth. We drew that game. May we were 15th. behind when it came in and fifteenth. Uh, okay. I'm proud of you. Favorite moment, Josh? What? Besides bitching about the chance? And the podcast in general? Favorite moment of two thousand nineteen season? Uh, no, you know, I actually just I don't have a favorite moment. Red I think. vines getting free. Was getting free. Red, red vines from Margo. Yeah, Keith. Like sugaring her up. <laughs> uh, um, no, nah, I don't really have a favorite moment. I think this season, I actually, my favorite moment is probably working with with you on <laughs> Ooh, the oh on the Valentine thing. That was so much fun. Oh, that's a, another 2019 bummer of a moment, Zarek Valentine, and that not is. even from a soccer perspective. I know, just like a. Dude who gets it perspective. Yeah, that is a drag. But working on that patch, the patches, was a fun experience, and I liked it a lot. It was, yeah, it was great, but it was, like, so draining. I feel like I took, like, it sucked. It took a lot out of me. A yeah. lot. Of, Staying um, at the stadium for, like, six hours is, like. I thought we were going to get a little bit more help from Zarek, but <laughs> we did. We cut that out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, you keep that in, uh, and you let him know. Have fun in Houston. No, he set it up. Yeah. Is he in Houston now? Yeah, he's in Houston. He got Oof. picked by Nashville, and Nashville traded him to Houston immediately. Wasn't that it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I felt real uh, bad for him. It man. sucks, but anything Houston I hate. So any team that comes out of Houston. I don't want to no, get was... all conspiracy theory here, but who the hell picked Zarek Valentin in, uh, you know, an expansion draft? Like, 
they must have had um, they obviously had plans to trade them right away. They probably they wanted something and they needed something else to something throw value. throw in there and. And that guy's got value, man. No matter how many, he's got all these haters that are always like, eh, we need an upgrade. He's solid. He's solid. He's yeah. a journeyman. He's mm-hmm. usually overperforms what he's rated at. I mean, he's shut down Vela before um, in an entire do, game. Yeah, I remember that. If he put on 20 pounds of muscle, 20 pounds of muscle, he would be amazing. Because he, um, he has the heart. He has the ability I think we should get rid of the expansion leader. draft in the first I place. Oh, don't even get me started on drafts. And, and I'd always thought that um, – Oh, football. I, I always thought football. it was like since it's all one ownership, you know, single entity that everyone was talking to each other, you know, like with how we got Borchers, he technically wasn't part of the expansion draft, but it was because they knew he was going to get picked or something, and so they let him work. They worked out a trade in advance. So I always thought this expansion thing was just a charade, that uh, the outcome was already known by everybody. And um, but so it was a surprise when I read Sarek's tw- uh, tweet where he said it, he they, they him and his wife were totally blindsided by it and did not know in advance, which was um, also kind of bummed me out that the front office. Well, I'm assuming that they didn't know. I hope to God they didn't know in advance. I'm and assuming that they assumed he was not going to be picked, which is why he was placed on um, the, the not not protected the, the not protected list. Um, well, I mean. Truthfully, he's not – I mean, he wasn't starting at the time, and so they can only protect so many guys, and so I can see why they didn't put him on. Like, who are you going to take off the protected list to put him on? I think they – Well, and that's why I think they assumed that no one would pick him right. over, like, whoever else was going to be an available option. Like, you know, when when I'm going to pick a player, um, a journeyman defender – um, who is not a regular starter is probably not the first person on my list. Like, there was, like, didn't uh, Lee Nguyen uh, from LAFC? There was before. I think Win uh, Lee Win Win. Yeah, oh, I can't. Whatever. I try, man. I try so hard. Um, it's not good with words. Yeah, Stephen Batisher, um was available. Like, there were people who w- I would have picked over. But did you guys watch the expansion draft? I always no. watched that. I used to always, and this year I didn't. I don't know why I just didn't. I was So, Inter-Miami had the most awkward, like, head office executive doing the picks, and they were trying to do, like, live. Like, who, and he's like, Inter-Miami, <laughs> like, like, deer in headlights, um, Super oh awkward. You, you uh, had you've literally had like fifteen years to yeah, prepare for yeah. this. <laughs> like sweating deeply. Uh and then Nashville, it was like they they had different people from Nashville doing the picks and announcing the picks. And they messed up when they, they had someone's name incorrect where they used the last name Atanella because Jeff Atanella was also not protected. Uh, um so there's a bit of panic. Yeah, and like someone like clearly gave the dude the wrong names uh right. on uh whichever, but everyone knew what he meant. Um and uh but they used a different um person I think involved in the ownership group for every pick and it was very hyped up. It was very good. But as of last I heard on a different podcast, uh, I believe they've only sold like 7,000 season tickets in Nashville so far. I saw um, that, and uh, there's a tweet that was like, oh, they're notoriously late to selling tickets in Nashville. You know, it's like a lazy thing, I guess. I mean, that maybe that holds water. Their stadium's, what, 20,000? I think so, yeah. Well, uh, Miami's not doing so good either. No. I mean, it, we can let's talk about expansion since we're getting there anyway. Like, let's be done. 
this is ridiculous. <laughs> Just because David Beckham has money and star power doesn't mean he should get a team or and a con. Well, he has a contract. That's why he got a team. Yeah, but even then, I mean, find a way to buy him out. I mean, if if I it, like, how much money did he invest? Like, what do you think at that time when he bought into MLS? Oh no, um, it was invested when he it, probably when he was playing. Yeah, so it was, was like at that his, point like, probably yeah, forty million, fifty million dollars, yeah. and now it's two hundred fifty million. Pay him a hundred million. MLS makes tons of money. Get it out. It's another. What was it? in original MLS? It was Miami Fusion. Uh, there was Tampa Bay Tampa Mutiny. Bay, yeah. um, and there Caleb were all Porter's these, old team. Yeah, there are all these teams in Florida that just did not succeed. And I don't understand why bringing back a team in Miami with Beckham as the owner is going to change anything. They are being aggressive in the transfer, looking um, in the transfer market, trying to get people they should have no business trying to get to coach, uh, to play. But uh, they, they just didn't they just sign a coach. It's January. It's already January. They start playing two months. They didn't have a coach. Yeah, it was. Um, didn't they sign? Was it them that signed the, like, the good coach? Like yeah, good they were manager? looking for. Some, I think it was the coach from River Plate or whatever it was. Yeah, um, no. Uh, that they were trying to get, and then, uh, but like that dude's name was being mentioned in, um, uh, for some big European team. I don't remember off the top of my head. Again, they had like fifteen years to figure this out. Was it fifteen years? I don't know. Was it ten? They've had at least ten, 10 years, years to figure it out. And oh my god Diego Alonso Diego Alonso I don't even know who that is um so but again like the expansion and um I I mean I personally am a big fan of the promotion relegation I think we have enough teams that are good enough in USL that could play at an MLS level um and like Cincinnati yeah like <laughs> Cincinnati I I, I feel people get so pumped and excited, like, you know, we're going to win the MLS Cup. It's like you're winning the MLS Cup against the same teams every year. Like, no one cares. I I care way more about um, the CONCACAF Champions League uh, and U.S. Open Cup more than the MLS Cup just because it's different competition. It's a different level of play. And, you know, every year it's just the same teams, and it's just boring. So well, I, I think we have – you know, it's upsetting that you don't get to play. To me, it's it bums me out that we don't get to, we're not going to play every single team at least once this year. So I feel like we've we've got too many teams to stop. We need to keep going until we hit forty, and then we have a closed promotion relegation system. Keep like a single entity MLS thing. Ten or twenty teams in the first league, twenty teams in the in the second league, and then you you work it that way. That's the only way you're able. That's the only way you're ever going to be able to convince anybody that's shelled out a million, you know, millions of dollars for an expansion fee to to be engaged in something like that. Well, so you have like a you have a league wide contract to show games, and so that those lower level teams still get shown on TV. They work that out, and so that it's not just because you go to the second league, you're not going to be banished to the boonies. But so everybody shares in that that income, dude. No, and I the, <laughs> and the reason I'm saying no is because I don't just because I worked really hard last year at my company and did really well doesn't mean I get to just stay there forever. Like it's it's a job. Like and being an owner doesn't you know uh, like abdicate you. Is that the right word? Um, uh, of 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 competition. Like right. you have oh, to. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and 
like it's the craft. So like the problem is the salary cap. The problem is the designated player, the TAM, the GAM, the all the crazy whatever. They have so many rules in place that makes it that you're not able to compete. Um, and again, it just even a closed system in MLS, it just doesn't make any sense. It's boring. There would still be 40 teams, you know. Who cares? <laughs> like, if it's 40, if there's Cincinnati that... So, look at the New England Revolution. They have been in it since the beginning. Um, and they're... Like their logo is still the same, and it's still terrible. We need to talk about an episode on logos. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but the Kraft family doesn't care. They don't invest. They still play at. Just built a pretty expensive training center last year. I mean, maybe that's yeah. a Bruce Arena where he's like saying, "Yeah, we really need to do this." But right. um, it's like teams like that will handicap the league because they have no incentive um, to to get better. Okay, so. Here's the problem with that. We don't have the infrastructure in the United States to have that. We can't have Cinderella story, USL teams moving up and then crapping out. Basically, every team in, not every team, but like anytime you see anything on TV about, you know, from um, NBC about a team in the EPL or all those teams, all those teams basically in the 60s they almost ceased to exist i mean there's like a million stories like that in the 70s they are almost bankrupt and st- you know they were they were paying people with change from the stands you know in the 80s these guys almost ceased to exist and and um we don't have the the history to to populate enough teams teams are going to go under and they're going to go bankrupt it's going to happen even in the in you know it's it's happened to the tampa bay rowdies before yeah <laughs> the rowdies um wait well, hey, hey. Actually, they're still in. Well, NASL is not a thing anymore. But uh, so we don't have the infrastructure and the the history and the and the engagement to have enough teams to to do that outside of a closed system. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just say that's accepting mediocrity. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I, I am a Burnley supporter. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, th- th- our stadium holds more than Burnley Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so we could do, we have 26 teams now. You could go up to 32 teams and split in like an Eastern Western Conference, you uh. know, more, which would be annoying. Or you could even do, you know, like League One, League Two, and sometimes like Championship. There's this app called iFollow that you pay per season per team or pay per match and you can watch your teams. And at least it's an outlet for people all over the country to watch their club. And if they get relegated, I mean, if, if they get promoted, they get promoted. Uh, we uh, got, th- we got 30 teams. We have 30, 26. It will be in this next season, but there's already 30 teams announced. Right. So that's closer to 32. Right. Because what, what do we have? We have Austin and Sacramento, Col- uh, St. Louis, St. Louis, yeah. and then and, there's one more, uh, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte is on the docket. Okay, that's and then you'd have to do like San Diego, or something else West Coast because everything seems to be middle. Phoenix or something like that. Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, well, um, okay. Vegas was. They could to... do like if you could pull, because like Drogba owns Phoenix Rising, and you could if. You can get, and they have a lot of money and supporter base behind them. You could probably 
pull them into the league. Do you remember how excited everyone was when when he saw, when he came to the impact? Yeah, everyone was like, "Oh my god!" It's and then like nothing. Sorry, <laughs> he is the best ever. End of story. <laughs> then he went to play. No one talk for, for yeah. <laughs> he went to play End for of his podcast. own team. When did you let's say San Diego's at one point trying to get um, the surf? Uh, a an MLS team and they had a, a fan, yeah they had a fan voting and there was two names it was <laughs> Footy McFooty Face or Bad Hombres <laughs> it was the two names it's Hombres yeah uh, Hombres sorry let's mock to here Josh <laughs> San Diego could do good yeah and who wouldn't want to go to San Diego for Me, a game, I hate Southern know? California Southern California is a cultural like waste two weeks there. <laughs> Wow, that's like transplant who is angry in Southern California. Oh, I hate it and out. Yeah, dude. Um, the I don't have anything. I was going to talk exactly. about why. Uh, you got to leave in a minute. I was. Yeah, yeah. It's two. I was going to talk about why does cut that out too. I was going to talk about why his Austin getting so much time to prepare, and yet other teams have to go in like immediately. It, well, I, I don't even understand. I that. have a thought on that and I think the reason they're getting time to prepare is because Columbus was going to be Austin. Yeah, but they've given less time to completely new teams than they're giving to Austin. I I think because Austin's approach was, hey, we're going to be a team that already exists. Uh it's just going to move here. Right. Um versus like and uh the, and the fans <laughs> Yeah, embarrassed the league into making them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was uh, the whole same. How would you guys feel about Save the Crew? And this is like, so I'm going to put on my capitalist hat because that's a society we live in. Um, if you don't go to the games, your, you your don't. Your capitalist hat kind of looks like a jester's hat. Yeah. <laughs> I love money. Um, but I, I don't understand. Uh, like People were like, Save the Crew. It's the history. And it's like. But you guys have to go to the games if yeah. you want to have a team. If you if you bring less than ten thousand people per game, then you don't get to have a team. I don't understand why that is a hard concept. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on there, even though I feel bad about it. You totally feel bad because yeah. you don't want to, like, you know, especially uh, especially when they're like, "Oh, the stadium needs an upgrade." You know, it's oh, not. Yeah. It doesn't need an upgrade. I, I went to that stadium for the cup, and it was. Perfect. It was a great stadium. It's a new stadium. It's not, you know, it wasn't super exciting, they but want who, who cares about the stadium? All, yeah. You just want a place that you can go watch. I mean, there's no obstructed views in that stadium. It doesn't have a lot of character to it or whatever. I mean, you know, a, a scoreboard catching on fire, that sort of gives you some character, but <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Atlanta? that stadium. No, Columbus. Oh, Atlanta caught on fire too. Oh no, I thought you meant like in terms of fire shooting oh. out of oh, whatever. No. Yeah. Columbus, their jumbotron caught on fire once. <laughs> Did not like know in that. They bought the indoor jumbotron, two thousand thirteen or something like that. It they got that on Whoop. dot com. Yeah. They used one open box <laughs> item from Best Buy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I think Austin got more time because their plan was to be an existing team, um, whether or not it's right or yeah. uh, wrong. But I, that's my bet. That's I'm, all. I'm shaking my head at at the owners' groups, not at you. Yeah, conjecture, speculation, uh, yeah. not based on fact, based on opinion and money. So I think Miami's going to fail because they're not going to get their their stadium Isn't in their Miami stadium sinking? It's going to be. Yeah. Built on it. Should we take a bet right now? What year will MLS buy back Inter Miami and then make a third team in LA? 
All right. The Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> third team or a third team in New York that plays at the Mets Stadium. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh, New York City FC. What a joke. Um, and it's such a bummer. I grew up as a Yankees fan in New Jersey. I mean, that was a thing. And like Yankee Stadium means something. And you thought it was going to be super cool. Like, okay, partnered Man City. Like, they're going to do something great. And then watching that stadium on television is the worst. Hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely hilarious, um, and uh, it uh, the the seat everything like I saw um, uh, Man City versus uh, like real Shivas uh, in San Francisco in maybe 2011 or it was when Balotelli played for Man City, um, and even there, just trying to watch them play soccer at the San Francisco Giants Stadium was oh, a yeah. joke. Uh, let alone, I can't imagine that being your regular playing ground. No, yeah, it's crazy. They're not made for that. No, <laughs> like, and they're like, how many times they were supposed to get a stadium and they didn't end up at a stadium? And you, well, um, where are you going to build it? <laughs> New Jersey and call it fucking New York or in Queens, like yep. over by Shea. Oh, it's not Shea anymore. What's it called? City Field. City Field. So, yeah. so do we just ig- ignore the fact that we're we're playing in a baseball stadium? Uh, no, but no. <laughs> it, it, it was set up differently now. Yeah, yeah. Fair point. Um, or, or dog track, or. But they're playing in the outfield. Like they're not even playing. Like yeah. there's it's no dirt such a on narrow, the field at all, right? I think it's not even the shortest pitch. I think, but it is the narrowest pitch. Narrowest, all yeah. Them. It's only thirty-five feet. Yeah, like <laughs> I could play on that thing, and I'm it's terrible. Like a, yeah, it's like a my my twelve-year-old son plays on a Were pitch that size. Were you at? No, you weren't at the fat ball when we played on the quarter pitch. On the quarter pitch? Yeah. No. We split a half pitch oh, in no. half, and it was like really – so what is that? Like really it's like 35 feet by like 200 uh, or something? An undersized pitch to begin with. It was Josh, so why don't fun. you tell everyone what fat ball is? No. All right. <laughs> I was like there needs to be a clarification of what fat ball is. Well, fat ball is our league that we play in, non-competitive for – Hefty individuals like ourselves. Tell Sam it's non-competitive. Sam thinks it's very competitive. Big Sam will punch you in the nuts. But he is English, and he can go fuck himself. (laughs) (laughs) That is all I have to say about that. Yeah. I like Big Sam. He's a Watford supporter, right? Yeah, Watford. He showed up to Toffee Club one time, and it was like Spurs versus Watford, and there was like, you know, 60 Spurs fans, and then Sam uh, sitting by himself in the corner, and (laughs) Watford, it's like one of the games that Watford beat Spurs, and he was just (laughs) such a miserable dick about it. Well, I went to the Chelsea-Tottenham game and sat in the Tottenham supporters with you guys. Yeah, it's fun. But it is what it is, because we were just hanging out. Should we spend the last 15 talking about Yimmy, or no? Yeah, first in the Gimme Gimmies? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Me first in the yimmy yimmies. Me first in the yimmy yimmies. Oh, that you could definitely play a sound. uh, Well, we should make a sticker. Okay. Somewhere. Um. So yimmy. Yeah. Segway. Yeah. Segway to. How do you say yimmy? Are they still called segways? I thought they're called one wheels now. Oh my god, millennials. Stupid Corey. Yeah. Um. One wheel over to here. Yimmy, um, Yimmy Chara, um, what do you think? Um, it's it's well, it's awesome. I mean, because it's one of those pipe dreams that everyone's like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if they did that? And then you're thinking about it. Eh, it doesn't really make sense, or it's probably not that great of a deal, or 
Um, but apparently it's a big deal. He's a DP. And so it's super exciting because, you know, Chara's my favorite player. And if his brother's half the guy that he is, um, yeah, man, he's the best. He hustles, out hustles Maddox? everybody. Who? <laughs> Darren Maddox. Darren has Maddox. A, has a lot of potential. Wow. <laughs> That's his favorite player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. But, um, but I, I got to say, like, uh, it's, I'm stoked about it, but it, it also feels kind of like a Bush League move to me because, like, this never works out. I mean, you never bring on a brother and all of a sudden, like, yeah, that guy. The brother yeah, but the guy look at our um, front office. Gavin doesn't really know what he's doing. Oh, wow. That's a GW out moment right there. Damn. So I watched um, the the Yimmy highlight reel, Great. and it was obviously – uh, unbelievable. Um, all the highlight highlight reels are. Right? Yeah. yeah, and that's my point. I'm like, and the other 95 percent of the time, like my my five percent highlight reel is amazing. My other 95 percent <laughs> is an old fat curmudgeon sitting in the corner, like complaining about the double IPAs. Like, so um, I went through his stats, uh, which um, is uh, it's interesting, um, and I feel like the Timbers tend to waste DP slots uh, like they go buy something really expensive and then it ends up in goodwill um, and um, when he played in uh, <laughs> Columbia at, sorry, I'm not, I, it's not like an insult it's just like where are you spending your money right like everyone's like they're a small market team that Diego Valeri like, and Diego Chara those guys were both DPs and at, then, at one point and right. then you have Lucas Milano all right um, which is like like again, this is one of the reasons why I had a hard time with Richard Farley was because Jamie Goldberg was holding him to task as a journalist, saying he wasn't living up to his expectations, and he got all super defensive and emotional about it, saying you're friends with him in real life. And I'm like, Lucas Milano loved watching him play when you know he was running really fast, but like waste of a lot of money. Um, Brian yeah. Fernandez, they bought someone who they knew had off the field issues. Wasted money. Uh, oh, again, God. we'll see what happens. And he so, was so good though. Yeah, he was amazing. But so you look at uh, at Chara, and it's like, uh, or we'll say Chara Dos uh, or Dos Chara. Um, and um, I looked at what his performance was in the different league games in Colombia and Brazil. So in 2017, um, he played 18 games. He had 11 goals. I'll take that. That's pretty good performance. In 2018 in Colombia, he had 11 games and four goals. Still pretty good performance. And then he moved to Brazil in 2018. Um, and then he had played in 22 games, and he had one goal. Did and they, then was he in the same position, though? I think he's been moved and played in different positions. Sometimes he's a midfielder. Sometimes he's been played as a winger. Uh, that's fair. I don't know. Um, I think they spun it that way on the Timbers website. Yeah, but then uh, in 2019, 18 games and three goals. And so when I think of a designated player, I think of right. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, even though he's right. a giant jerk and <laughs> and he wouldn't sign goj's jersey according to that one soccer touchdown podcast yeah. um but wait do we have to talk about goj in this podcast yeah too? no yeah sorry shout out to g anderson <laughs> yeah but i mean so if that's the level of production um three goals in 18 games not enough so maybe he's um being brought on to be the midfield successor to diego chara because, I mean, he's getting up there in age, even though he's not playing like it. I know. So, right? like, Chara's going to replace Chara? Yes. Potentially? Because he's 20, what is he, 28? 28. Yeah. And Chara's what, 31? 
No, I he's think like he's like 32 like or 34 or oh, something like that. Forty-seven. Uh, <laughs> the, the thing that was great about Yimmy's Yimmy Yimmy's um, Yimmy 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 highlight reel was like, oh, there's a, a guy that really looks like Diego Char, and he's a and he's right up in front of the, he's in the box and he's going for it and he's scoring. Dude, that one goal in the in oh, the yeah. where it's like that weird back bad angle, bat, like yeah. impossible angle, and yeah. the fact that he scored like unbelievable, and so. For me, again, like I, uh, I am generally the glasses completely full kind of a person. But this, like, the one subject for the timbers that I am like the glass is broken on the floor is the DP scenario. Um, uh, I really hope uh, that Dulce Charo, uh, Char- Chara, or uh, if we're being, is it Chara? How did Chara? Chara. Depends on who yes. you listen to. That sounds very authentic, Josh. Um, <laughs> Yami Chara. Yami Chara. Um, so I, I hope I'm wrong. Like, I really want to be wrong. I just don't feel like that is the right, um, move in terms of it being uh, a DP signing. we got one slot open, which they definitely probably won't fill until the summer. Ever. I'm guessing. Yeah. Word is there is a Polish striker I've been reading on the, oh. on the websites. Yeah. I saw that yesterday. I don't remember where. Probably. Plays for like League of Warsaw. Uh, the leading scorer right, yeah. in the Polish uh, Premier League equivalent. But what, you got something there on Yimmy? No, I just got that he's an inch shorter than Diego and 20 pounds heavier. That's interesting. Yeah, he's 5'7", 170, and Diego's 5'8", 150. Hmm. And five years apart. Again, I want to be proven wrong. I want to be wrong, and I want to – He looks great. Yeah, I want this to be the right signing. I want it to be. Have like, they ever played together? I don't Ooh. think so. Or when they were kids, maybe. Right, yeah. but not professionally. I, I'm. Uh, I hope it works out too. Um, I'm just. I'm trying to put off the thoughts of how sad it will be if it doesn't work out. Every season can't be a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, was was last was year so a disaster? Tough. Is that what we're? We, are it, we I don't think it was. It, it was, wasn't a dumpster fire. It wasn't a 2016. You know, Playing that many games at home ended up destroying the season, I think. I agree. There was in a row. For the yeah. fans and for the team. It's yeah. In the um, More Sonic, I think it was the last issue of More Sonic, or the one previous, uh, they mentioned they, they had reader mail, things that you want to see, you know, like a wish list for 2020. And again, spending our podcast talking about other better podcasts. Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Somebody had written in one of the things that they wished for was a, a schedule that didn't destroy marriages. Oh, yeah. It makes sense. It was – so we used to have Thorn season tickets. We used to have um, Timber season tickets. And uh, Brianna was like, pick one. You have to pick one. It's too much. It's every weekend. And then this year with the, the compacted schedule, she was like, I don't want to go. Uh, yeah. And was that like, was, well, wasn't that weird showing up to games and – you know, the game's already started, and there's empty seats in 205, 206, 207, and being like, whoa, what's going on? The people are trying to draw the correlation between that and the Iron Front issue. They're like, you know, and no, I don't think anyone's going to know until this year whether the Iron Front or the compacted right. schedule was the actual issue. Well, well there's I a mean, lot of Wednesday games. Yeah. We, we know people that have uh, let their season tickets lapse because of the way the Iron Front issue was yeah. handled, not because they're anti-Iron Front, because they were pro, that they were, they're anti-fascists. 
basically, yeah. and they were upset with the front office, and they chose not to renew season tickets. Yeah, so I have six season tickets. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I have two at Key Bank that you sell for an enormous profit. Yeah, I'm year. I'm only for the profit. Actually, it's all the eBay stuff, the patches and scarves. It's all me. I upbid everything. Um, <laughs> Did you guys ever hear about that lawsuit with the guy that had? Yeah, like, he had twenty like twenty season tickets, right, and he was they, they just. Did, Continually selling them for way more than face value. I think he had more than twenty. I think he had like fifty or sixty or something well, like that. Well, you can. And then he no, su- you can't. They changed the rules yeah. because oh, really? of that dude. And then he sued the club because oh, he yeah, was that was make- like two seasons That's ago. Was, yeah, but I never heard what happened with that. I don't know. We'll All have right. to follow up on that one. Um, but listeners, send us a mail. Research that for us. I guess we have to get listeners at our first. email address at portlandvanity at gmail dot com. <laughs> um, uh, but no, so I have uh, two key bank, which is our normal seats. They're great seats, um, the best seats, the best seats you've ever seen in your life. And I sit next to you when no one's there. Yep. Uh, there is a uh, two gentlemen to the right of me that uh, split season tickets, and sometimes they don't show up, and so that's when Josh will join me, um, uh, and sometimes Corey. Um, but uh, we had two seats in Tanner Ridge, which I could do a whole episode about how that's the biggest waste of space in the history of sports, uh, for what they're trying to treat it as. Um, and then two in the army, um, the army ones I sell in the beginning of the year at cost, like I don't make any money. And then I lost money on, um, Tanner Ridge, um, because people didn't want to sit there. It was more expensive than KeyBank. Um, why, why do you have all the seats? Um, I Profit. got Tanner Ridge. So I had four. And then for this last year, I, you could buy more season tickets than what you had allocated right. if you bought in Tanner Ridge. And I wanted to see what the difference would be between Key Bank and Tanner Ridge. Okay. And so we sat in between both of them throughout the season. Seeing, and like the Tanner Ridge, even though we had front row Tanner Ridge, um, and it's equivalent of being in the middle of 207. Like, that's how far away you are from the field. Um, and again, more money than Key Bank Club, and I would say less overall benefits. And so. they ran out of food. Yeah, ran out of food multiple times. Uh, and, they and they also don't come back. Yeah. They'll come like at random times and never come back. To Josh's game day experience is centered around. I'm what with food a child you can get for free. <laughs> I come with a four year, five year old now. Where well, is the candy for the kid? All she needs is free candy. Yeah, but it ended up being. Um, and I do the the season ticket rep I had. She was fantastic. Um, and when I stated my concerns, like, hey, I'm not going to renew these seats in Tanner Ridge. I'm just going to switch them to Army and then just make sure my friends get tickets to games and can buy it for the season versus um, uh, keeping in uh, Tanner Ridge. And she was like, you should get field seats if you want to be really close to the action. I was like, well, that's like 11 grand per seat and you need to buy four. And you have to buy four. So I don't have a spare (laughs) $44,000 to... This month. Yeah, this month. Um, but then Tanner Ridge, like the seats, if you bought them individually, were like one, I think 160 or like 150 per seat. And on average, like during that compacted home schedule, we're selling for 75 bucks. Yeah. Uh, if that. Um, even even TA section was going for like 15 bucks well, or whatever. We we're going TA for like, I think it was like $5. Like match day. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So last minute, get Margot's seat for like five dollars. I can't imagine that's all Iron Front. I have to imagine that's like ninety-five percent schedule and five percent. Uh, it's totally they're taking yeah, packages because we were going like Saturday, 
or Sunday and then Wednesday and then Saturday and Sunday again. It was it was way too much. Yeah. Even yeah. though I love football, I have, to, right. I have to imagine that'll be that'll fix itself. I'm looking for a, a full reset for this year. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So um, as we're gonna close off here uh, for our uh, first edition of the Portland Vanity Soccer, Soccer Podcast. Podcast, we'll have some information where you can send in questions or ideas. Um, Portland Vanity at gmail.com. Hate mail. Yeah, hate mail will be great. I cannot <laughs> wait to get hate mail. And we'll make a Twitter so we can Twitter battle with other people too. Um, and I'm going straight after uh, Richard Huckabee, Huckabee Sanders. Um, so. Um, <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, closing. Hi, uh, I'm Josh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone okay. should go shop at Curiosities. Anyone else? Oh yeah, shop at Curiosities <laughs> in in um, downtown Tiger. All right. Cheers. That is. So, sorry I made you guys download Skype for this, what's probably going to be like a 20-second segment to tack on to the end here. But uh, Midge Purse is probably going to get traded away. To me, that's upsetting. Wait, who? Midge Purse from the Thorns, you sexist pig. Oh. <laughs> I didn't hear it. <laughs> Where did you hear this? Uh, wait, wait, it just came I up heard, on I... Facebook. Somebody's tweeting about it. Yeah, I just heard that. Where is she going? 
uh, I don't know. They haven't announced that where she's going yet, but they're talking that um, her and uh, Emily Sonnet too. But um, I'm Emily Sonnet ambivalent. I care more about Mitch Purse. Yeah, isn't she your favorite? Um, I guess. No, I like Lindsay Horan. Oh. She might be my favorite. Yeah. But Midge is a close second. Yeah, I'm checking now. I don't see anything. I didn't. Uh, that's super surprising. Okay. Well, that's that's all I have to say on the matter. I didn't want to have. I didn't want to have our first. You know, first <laughs> podcast. You got to have timbers and thorns. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Am I right? No, you're totally I, right. I, I just didn't even. Where Where did you see that on online? It's on Facebook, man. I'm, I think it was on Riveters. In the Riveters Facebook group. A riveting. Shit. I um well that's some riveting content we got. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh damn. Um uh, maybe I guess it was it... Wonderland. Oh yeah, here we go. Stephen Goff oh. on Twitter. Uh no. <laughs> Shit. I'm not making this up, I swear to God. <laughs> I think you're making it up, but I'll go with it because that's fun. Yeah, that's not fun. It won't be fun to lose, Mitch. Um, okay. All right. That's all I got. Well, Anybody not else? Like we're winning anything lately, anyways. Maybe we have to spruce up the team a tiny bit. Uh, yeah, maybe. That's so I weird. I would like to get a few um, of the Chelsea ladies in because there's some, there's some really good girls on that team. The the Burnley the Burnley ladies just advanced in the FA Cup, so you know maybe we can get some of them. Oh really? <laughs> they did. You they did. I looked at the picture online and it, and it looks like 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 sixteen year old girls for the most part. <laughs> the Burnley high school team. Uh, it's the Burnley. It's FC Burnley ladies or women's. I forget. It's not Lady Timbers. It's uh, but it is literally like Burnley. Yeah, usually like in the women's leagues in Europe, they're just called the ladies. Yeah. All right, that's it. Thanks for uh, downloading Skype. You're yeah. welcome. Skype is an excellent tool for business. It took 45 <laughs> minutes for this call. Yeah, maybe we're small. If you use promo code Portland <laughs> Vanity 2020 in checkout, you get 10% off. All right. And I'd like to also thank stamps.com. <laughs> All right. Out of here. See ya. Bye. Bye. Um, how far should these be away from our face? Like, are you hearing, are you guys hearing me take a sip? Do it again. Like, no. Oh, just a little <sighs> bit. We caught that. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want that AMSR stuff. Like, Oh, the grossest sound that's ever been recorded. It sounds like Santorum. Charmin wet wipes. When you go poo, we bring the shower to you. Definitely cut that out of the podcast. <laughs>